Hello everyone, it's Monica. I'm here to get you ready for True Crime Binges, part two. Enjoy. Today's episode is made possible by my affiliate partnership with the toxin-free beauty brand, Crunchy. That's Crunchy with an I. With all the talk these days about parabens and sulfates in our beauty products, it's hard to find a brand you can trust. And let's be honest, it can be annoying to read the back of every label before you buy something. And then you have to wonder, is it actually going to work? Who has the budget or the time for all of that? I definitely don't. That's why I love Crunchy. I don't have to read labels and I don't have to worry about toxins. Ready to make a safe swap in your beauty routine? Check out my site at crunchy.com slash Monica Miller. So I just started watching a series on investigation discovery signs of a psychopath it's fascinating and the best part is it's 20 minute episodes 20 22 minute episodes and they show real footage of killers and then two different female psychologists at least the ones that i've seen they're female psychologists they analyze the behavior I would it's, watch that. It's been really cool. Um, and since they're so short, I'm like, okay, kids, go to your room, clean your room. Yeah. Uh, this is not for your ears. No, no, no. Let's see. What else am I watching? So gosh, I've seen, I've seen so many of these. I just finished watching the Brittany Murphy one on investigation discovery. So basically they think that her husband, she was in a, some crazy, weird, manipulative relationship. Oh yeah. I've listened to two different podcasts on that. And actually that will bring me to a question as soon as you tell us a little bit about this one. They they, they analyze her death, right? And it really does seem like she was murdered. I'm convinced he murdered her after listening to mm-hmm. the podcast that I did about it. I do have a question. This this makes me think of something. And I know we'll go a little off topic here. I won't be just okay. straight up listing things. But is there a specific case that has caused you to watch multiple documentaries and listen to multiple podcasts about that particular case. Yes, there there are a couple, but one that comes to mind is Lisk, the Long Island serial killer, Ooh. because it's still unsolved. Oh yeah, that one is a very interesting one. And so you've um, listened to more than one podcast or TV series about yes. it. Yes. And Ted Bundy, I'm just constantly fascinated. I'm fascinated by him. Uh, yeah, you're you're fascinated by the extent that something like that could exist. Mm-hmm. Um maybe not him. I wouldn't feel like you're one of those women who tried to marry him. No, no, no. I think he did get married anyway. <laughs> so, you know, there are so, there are just so many that it's, it's hard because you, I get obsessed right now. I'm really obsessed with the Gabby Petito story. And that is, Oh, you're not familiar with Gabby Petito. Well, oh I God, don't probably so have good. a catalog in my head of the names. I might be familiar with it if, because if I saw someone well, it's in there and she so told me current. her name was Gabby, I wouldn't even remember her name. And that is the well, same with these true crime things. <laughs> it, it's basically the story of a, a young girl who goes on a road trip with her boyfriend, right? She's 21, I believe, um, 22 maybe. And she wants to live what they call a van life and be famous on Instagram. Wait, is this the one life. that was just in the news? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've gotcha. been consuming all sorts of different I see. Well, that, podcasts yeah. about yeah. her case because, you know, she went missing. They couldn't find her. They couldn't find the boyfriend. Now they've just found the boyfriend's body. Right, right. It's um, definitely interesting. That's kind of where my head's at right now. Well, I don't have any current series other than, like I mentioned, watching the um, Homicide Hunter, trying to get through those seasons. I mean, that hasn't been on air for a long time, but we're, we're trying to binge mm-hmm. all of the seasons in between all the other goofy things that we watch. Okay. So speaking of watching things, since that seems to be the theme that we're on, actually, no, I'm rewinding. Okay. Well, since you didn't ask me, I'm still going to answer the question. Which is fine. I don't have it written out on the show notes, everyone. So it's hard to remember when we go off script uh, what we're talking about. But the cases that I tend to want to listen to the most are older cases that have not been solved. So the Summerton man is one of those. And this is a body that washed up on the shore of Australia. And I can get into that another time. But that's one that's a case from, I think, the World War II era. I'm not 100% sure. And then the other one is Room 104 two is what I believe it's called. And it's so intriguing that I don't even think I could give you the roundabout way of telling you anything about it other than there's a young man. He checks into a hotel room, I believe in the thirties, Kansas city, and he is murdered, but they can't figure out how it is almost like a Sherlock Holmes mystery, but real life. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. It's very intriguing. And there's a lot of pieces to it. It's not just like, Oh, they opened it up and they're like, Oh, how'd you die? I mean, there's a lot to it. So I'll be sharing that. That's one. And then of course, you know, talk about fascination, H.H. Holmes. So H.H. Holmes is probably my Ted Bundy and that's gross and weird, but it's true. (laughs) So, (laughs) but you know, he's the most prolific serial killer uh, of his time and actually who we would call our first serial killer in the United States, at least infamously. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, H.H. Holmes had a murder castle during the World's Fair in Chicago, but that was just part of his killing spree. But he literally made a castle and he put murder rooms in it. And then those bodies just go right to the basement to his furnace. So there you go. Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So he was definitely weird. And his story is very intriguing. And um, then, of course, because like I said, Victorian, old, gruesome, we have the one and only Jack the Ripper. I have listened to so many things on Jack the Ripper. So like maybe I'll just come across a random podcast that I wouldn't care to listen to, Mm -hmm. but they have a Jack the Ripper episode or an H.H. Holmes episode. Yes. So I'll listen to it. And that's actually how I discovered a lot of the podcasts that I listened to is looking for those specific stories and just Mm -hmm. a different retelling because just like we do here, like you might listen to another podcast about, let's say Halloween or maybe condiments, but we're going to have a different spin to it. And that's what I'm always looking for is just those different details, those different discussion points on those, um, much like you with your zoom call about the tiger King. (laughs) <laughs> I know it, it was a great call. You know, yeah. it was a way to connect with people when exactly. we were all supposed to be stuck at home. Yes. Yes. So, um, so those are the ones that keep me coming, coming back for more. Um, now we were talking about the, 
the media, if you will. So TV, so we're not going to talk about movies. There's not really, you know, we're, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> so we're talking about TV series, docu-series. And then I would like to throw this in here because it is visual and that is YouTube. So there is one person on YouTube. Her name is Bailey Sarian. Okay. What I like about her is she does makeup and mysteries. That sounds like fun. I just don't consume YouTube ever. So you're missing out, but that's okay. <laughs> There's a lot of really great stuff on YouTube This is, I don't even know how I came across her. Oh, wait, I came across her because somebody mentioned something about makeup and then I looked at her thing and then she starts going in my YouTube feed. And then I saw she did this, these mysteries. And then I got on there and honestly, it is like sitting down with your best friend and listening to them talk about these really grisly murders. And she gives you their entire backstory, which is to me, one of the most intriguing things, not necessarily the fact that it happened, but what was that person's challenge? childhood like? Now, mm-hmm. how did they get to where they are? Not excusing it, but just giving you the details. Um, so okay. she's actually the very first time I ever heard anything on Ted Bundy uh, was actually through Bailey Sarian. Cool. Yeah. Cause she does a really good job and she's fantastic. And she has the same mannerisms as one of my very dear friends. And she likes to do mysteries that are solved. She very rarely does unsolved. So Monica, well, I know you're not really a big consumer of YouTube. I think that you would enjoy this and that what I like about it is I can listen to it like a podcast. Oh, okay. That's cool. I probably would be able to consume that. It's just hard for me to sit down and watch something. Even the things that I binge, which are silly, you know, on my silly CW shows, uh, usually I'm listening to them. I don't know. So probably because I've seen them so many times, right. visualize <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So just actually to be honest with you, most things on YouTube, you can listen to like a podcast. So that brings us to our favorite, our golden child. And that is our top podcast picks in this category. So I thought what we would do is share some of our favorites and then actually go in and read the trailer or read the trailer of one of our favorite episodes on just a couple of these here. But we want people are coming here. They are wanting to hear from us, Monica. They are wanting to know what should they listen to next? Absolutely. Well, it was hard for me to pick my favorites. I see that. I see that. (laughs) So I picked kind of a smattering of what I've listened to. Okay. Because I've really listened to a ton. She has. Oh my goodness, y'all. This is great. So I kind of wanted to go a little outside the box and give a a well-rounded option. The source that I used because it was hard to just kind of compile everything. It's from player.fm and they have so many. Oh, Um, definitely. So I went through and they have all the ones that I've listened to. And then more that I'm like, Ooh, I got to listen to this. I got to listen to Well, how about right now? Because I'm going to tell everybody here, the list is so extensive. I have to roll my mouse. So (laughs) (laughs) why don't you give, I'm going to ask you a question and then you can pick the answer. So which one was made you binge the most? Like you had to go one, two, I have to hear it. Which one would you say that was? No, I like, there are too many. There are too many that have okay. made me do that. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving. See this, but this, I love it because you and I are so different. I'm so picky with mine. That's why I only have like five. Okay. Yeah, no. I, All right. I'm like, I'm so this list. Okay. So here, here's one that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. There it's you go. Called Who the hell is Hamish? He's a con artist. 
Oh, did we he's talk a con about artist? him? No. Oh, okay. The con artist in Canada and he's due to be sentenced uh, or in 2019, he was due to be sentenced for swindling a handful of victims out of more than $7 million. Whoa. And so basically he would meet these ladies and start relationships with them and swindle them. Um, yeah. Uh, but I loved Dirty John, the original Dirty John from Wondery about another con artist who meets a woman and romances her. He tells her that he's a neurosurgeon or something, uh, eventually moves in with her. Her kids don't like him. And he's just like, he's a fascinating character. I feel really bad for her, but she ends up realizing that he's not who he said he is. And then he tries to kill her youngest daughter. Goodness. Yes. Oh my goodness. True story takes place in Orange County, uh, Balboa Island, Newport Beach. Okay. So what about the dating game killer? So that is that just a podcast about the dating game killer, which is a freaking insane story in and of itself. Yes, no, it is. It's just a podcast about the dating game killer. Um, basically in 1978, Rodney Alcala won a, a spot on the TV show, the dating game. And the woman actually chose not to go out with him. Um, but he had already been a serial killer and he didn't think he could get caught, which is why he went on the show. <laughs> oh, the arrogance. Was this in the seventies? 1978. Of course. Of course. Yeah. What about the apology line? Let me guess. Oh is, my God. What would that be? Okay. So, so do people call on the phone and, and it's like, they need to talk to someone about all the bad things they've done. I don't understand. Well, what is this? Kind of in the eighties, a man in Manhattan, he was an artist, right? And he decided he needed, he wanted to do some like live art, like living art thing. So he started this apology line and he posted signs about this 800 number and you could just call and you could apologize anonymously. Okay. Wow. For, for anything you've done. And he, he recorded it on his tape recorder, right? It all went to this tape recorder, but eventually a man started calling and apologizing for killing men. E. Yes. Oh, wow. This is really intriguing. Um, and so it's like, it's told by his wife or his living girlfriend. Um, and they were together for years and years. So like they would be sleeping and the tape, the, what, what, what was it called? Voice, not tape rec- voice message. Well, uh, Phone voicemail recorder. yeah no, yeah okay answering machine, answering machine. <laughs> ding ding so the answering machine would go off and they would be able to hear these apologies live time so she lived with this for years and eventually he he ended up killing him to i could imagine oh yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's so fascinating. And her take on it is just, it's priceless because she, she lived it, saw yeah. him go through this kind of devolution because of the apology line. Oh, awful. What about wrongful conviction? That sounds oh. like one I wouldn't listen to, but I assume it's all oh about gosh. wrongful convictions. It's, it's great. I mean, I've listened to hundreds of the episodes. It's hosted by Jason Flom and he is part of the Innocence Project mm. and he interviews mostly men, right? Okay. He interviews mostly men who have been freed due to the Innocence Project or something like the Innocence okay. Project. And he tells their story, has them, interviews them, has them tell their story, uh, has them give updates on their life presently, um, really goes into depth. A lot of the wrongful convictions are from the 70s and 80s. So in the 70s and 80s, it was easy to commit crime, but also easy 
to be wrongfully convicted. Absolutely. And e- even even the 90s, you know, a lot of them are juveniles or oh. early adults, young adults. Wow. Um. So yeah, I, I love it. I still love it. I just had to like move away from it for a little while. I needed a break after several hundred episodes. Yeah. You said several hundred and uh-huh. I thought that maybe you needed an intervention, yeah. but that's okay. Um, <laughs> what about bad batch? I'm going to guess this is fun. I like guessing these that is about okay. drugs. No. Oh, okay. It's about stem cell therapy. Oh yeah. Whoa. <laughs> right. So it's about, um, a company that was producing stem cell therapy and selling it. Uh, but it was worthless and they were convincing doctors to inject it and having these doctors get paid oodles and oodles of money, totally worthless. They were charging people thousands of dollars. Um, and it's not that it was worthless, but it was actually contaminated. Not even shocked. I mean, they, they don't care. So if they don't even care if it works, they're certainly not going to care if it's not contaminated. And then finally here, I see that you have. Well, not finally, you had two others, Monica. So tell me if, okay. if you want to go into these last three, um, the sneak, which I think you've mentioned or no. Um, yes, I have mentioned it because it, uh, turned me on to Murph the surf. That's right. Was, Murph the surf. Okay. Right. He, he orchestrated, uh, pretty much the greatest jewelry jewel and gem heist in America. Um, and so the sneak it's written and produced by an ESPN correspondent. Okay. Journalist. Um, so he has a unique kind of lighthearted take, but he's a serious journalist. So he asks all the right questions and he's got two different seasons. So one is about Murph the surf. And the second one is about, um, a race, a NASCAR racer who goes missing and they still don't know what happened to him 30 years later. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool. So the Wonderland murders by Hollywood and Grime. So Wonderland, like Wonderland, who says that? Why am I saying it weird? Anyway. So Wonderland murders, Wonderland murders. Tell Um, me it's about a robbery in 1981, a robbery perpetrated by none other than OJ Simpson. No. Oh, (laughs) um, so the Wonderland murders were, it's actually a story, a true story about, um, uh, the violent murder of four people at a drug lord's home. And one of the participants is a porn star, John Holmes. It's fascinating because of how John Holmes' relationship with this drug lord um, evolves and then his actual participation in it and the fact mm. that he was currently working in the city. Yeah, it's it's really cool. All right. And then finally, we have the Piketon or Piketon. Piketon or, or Picatone, just kidding. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Piked <laughs> a massacre. Tell tell me about that because I oh. keep seeing that crop up everywhere, but I've yet to get into it. My oh wait, God. is that that Illinois? Yes, it's the murder of eight people, including like three children, if I have my numbers correctly. Yeah, that's why I haven't gotten into it because when it comes to true crime, almost always I will skip episodes that have to do with children. I can't hardly stomach it. Um. Yeah. So it's still unsolved. They think that it was a family feud um, between kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of type story where this couple got together, they had a kid, but the two families were always feuding. Mm-hmm. And uh, they think that the husband's family just basically killed the wife's family. Oh, wow. Maybe the I only, the only child it. they spared was her like one month or one week old child. Oh, in bed wow. Next to her. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. no, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's very well done. And it happened in Pike County in 2016 um, for crime scenes. So basically they annihilated eight members of the Roden family in two separate locations at the same time. Mm, That's weird. Right. That's super, that it's unsolved. Tell me they at least have to have some leads. Well, so they think that the other family, the Wagners. Right. um, But they have, okay. They have solid leads on that. I mean, or they've since been arrested. Okay. Um, and one of the Wagners has flipped Ooh. on his, his family, but you know, it just, it still seems like it's a shot in the dark. I don't right. know. Gotcha. Well, I would like to share with you now mine and maybe yes, not, let me you ask might, you. yeah, you might find some that you would like to keep in to your fault. Now, the first two, everyone, is already Atlanta Monster and Up and Vanished, which really got me started on my true crime podcast kit. Uh, But there's a couple others. And if everyone will know, I'm picky. So I feel like if you are picky too, then you might like these. Or you might be like, Monica, you're way too picky. I mean, that's like (laughs) saying I'm not picky. I haven't even told you about the ones that I've started and stopped because I can't stand their voices. (laughs) Yes. So I will say this, Monica, and I guess I'm picky on subject matters, probably more what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Not overall Well, I want to know about criminalia because you suggested it to me a while back and I just haven't gotten into it. Okay. So criminalia, I think is not for everybody. Again, if you're somebody who likes old stories, you're going to like Criminalia. That's one of the reasons I liked it. I got started on it and with their first season, which is about women killers, which a lot of people like to do series on that. Women who kill. We don't need Mm -hmm. to get into the psychology of that. It's just a thing. And there's lots of different podcasts about that, but they do a really good job. First of all, it's two women who are talking and I like their Uh, banter, if you will. I think they have good chemistry. And anytime there's two people talking, I need there to be good chemistry and they have that. And so it's fun. And I like us. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And that's what I hope that we can bring to people is that they actually want to hear us talk to each other. So I appreciate that. And they don't do the whole thing where we have to know every ounce of their life. They're more about the show topic, which I really enjoy too. But I like that they do all this investigation in different ways that maybe you wouldn't on these old ones. It's not just telling the story of women killers. Each women killer gets her own episode. Okay, cool. Okay. So I like that. A lot of women poisoners. A bit of a deep dive. Yes. And I do believe actually season one was just women poisoners. <laughs> nice. Just poisoners. So it was very interesting. And there were even some that had happened in the modern era, either the eighties or nineties, okay. believe it or not yet. But then each season is different. So they might do stalkers, not women, but just people who stalked famous people. That's okay. one. Yeah. yeah. So that each season goes on with some different type. And I like that because whenever I'm binging them, I'm binging within the theme. And there's just something about doing that, that really keeps me wanting to listen to the next one. So I do like there's now I don't listen every single week or any of that type of thing. Um, they're the type that I really would wait till a whole season comes out and binge. And what about, you've mentioned Dark Histories. Yes. So the Dark Histories podcast is by far my favorite podcast. There is no other podcast like 
the Dark Histories podcast. Even signed up for the Patreon on this, which y'all, wow. I was super obsessed with it. Um, and still obsessed with it. The biggest complaint I have is he doesn't give me an, enough content. But the reason he doesn't give probably as much content as I would want is because he is one human being and he does all of the research and then he does all of the writing and the way that he writes it like I said it would be as if it were a novel so let me just read you and it is gorgeous he is such a prolific writer and so he basically reads what he has written but it doesn't feel like someone's reading to you like he could definitely be on an audiobook and you would pay to listen to him so so we've cool. got that he talks about you know werewolves but clearly these are not real werewolves right <laughs> these are what people <laughs> thought or he talks about uh Satanism and the occult, the Clapham Woods mystery. Ooh. And he even I'm does pull it up. You are, uh, there is one that I do want to read you. It's Laura um, in the Witch Elm. Have you ever heard of that one? No. I'm going to read you the description of the Witch Elm episode. Oh, excuse me. It's Bella. So this is, this is the beginning. And in 1943, four young boys out poaching in Hagley Wood came across a large Witch Elm. One of the boys began climbing the tree to look for bird eggs. He looked down to find the tree was hollow. Inside the blackness of the broad trunk, there was no trace of any nest. Instead, he saw a human skull staring blankly back at him. Wow. Right. So this is something that truly happened. This, mm -hmm. So, and all of this stuff is true and it's stuff that you can't believe is real. And then you listen to it. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, so just things like that. I've listened to almost every single one of his episodes. I tend to, again, not listen to episodes that may have to do with child murders. And he only has a couple. Now but he had, you listened to Atlanta monster. You yeah. Walking contradiction. Atlanta monster was very difficult when they started talking about this one house in Atlanta, it was too much. And, you know, I will have to say, I couldn't finish Atlanta Monster. It, it just got to be too much. Then there's Morbid along the same kind of lines, just weird stories. I like more weird or old true crime. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, Morbid's in my, um, in my list of podcasts on my phone. Yeah. So I like it, but to be honest, sometimes it's too dry. The way I felt, I've listened to a couple episodes. I was like, okay. I mean, so they have some really good stuff out there you may not have heard of. I think that if you're a true crime junkie, if you will, then you will really enjoy it. So I also have in my list, but I have yet to listen to it. True Crime Obsessed. And I see you have it on your list too. Monica, it is a comedy podcast, which is right up my alley. As you know, with campy <laughs> True horror films. Comedy. True Crime Obsessed. Now what they do, which I absolutely love, you know, all those docu-series and documentaries that you mentioned earlier. Yes. They watch those and then they comment on those. So they may comment on the reporter. Mm -hmm. They may comment on the people being interviewed. They have this hilarious thing called a garbage bell. So like anytime they say someone's a piece of garbage or something, they like ding this bell. That's amazing. It is great. So, so they comment on the reporters. Yeah. They comment on everything them. and they comment in a humorous, sassy way for sure. Now I will say this, it is, they really play off each other. Well, they their dynamic is, is fun, but I will say it's kind of like this. Cotton candy is really fun to eat, but you don't want to eat five bags of it. I actually haven't listened to it for a year <laughs> because I had binged it. I had probably watched 15 or watched. I probably listened to 15 episodes mm -hmm. and then I just could not like it was grating. But mm -hmm. um, whenever we were going back to see some of my favorites, I did pick them up and I was like, oh, you know what? I need to listen to this again. I really do. That's cool. So true crime obsessed 
is really fun podcast. And I would obviously recommend it because that's what I'm doing. But I will say that that there's one that you and I should discuss because it's the crossover for both of us. And that is Crime Junkie Podcast. So you discovered it a couple of years ago. I probably discovered it a year ago and I definitely binged it. And it is one that I listen to every single week when it came out. Yeah. Up until the time that they released one that had to do with somebody who was murdered here in my County in the past few years. And it's actually a case I remember happening oddly. And then you stopped listening to them. Yeah. Oddly, I have not been able to pick back up. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. So I'll probably just skip that episode. It's really impacted a lot of people around here. Monica, you are missing out because this week's episode, I saw as it looked good. They interview Amanda Knox and it's, I mean, the episode is perfection. Yeah, I am probably going to pick it back up. And the fall seems to be more the time of year that I pick back up in my true crime obsession anyway. Um, Maybe it has to do with the death and decay of it all. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, yeah. Spooky so get season. This. When I was first turned on to it, it was just before Christmas. I want to say 2018. And uh, I decorated my entire house in Christmas decorations while listening, binging, right? Because I had all these unlistened episodes, binging Crime Junkie. I and Paul looked at me oh. and he's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, what? I like it. I love the dichotomy of that. I love the imagery. Like I want to make some sort of little show about you and showing all this beautiful Christmas stuff. And we'll pan in and we hear Christmas music. But as we get closer to you, then we hear what's playing inside. And it's like, and then he buried her body and started talking about his mother. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> there's me in my bathrobe, you know, my um, Peg Bundy bathrobe that I wear all the time or used to in cold country and uh, drinking champagne at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> decorating my house, listening to Crime Junkie. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So earlier you mentioned books. Do you have a few you would like to recommend? I do. I do. Because as I mentioned, I picked back up with the true crime in my twenties. And part of that was because of a book called Party Monster. And here's, here's the full title because it's okay. priceless. It's Party Monster. A fabulous but true tale of murder in Clubland. And if you don't know what Clubland is, then you weren't a kid in the 90s watching Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael interviewing these club kids in New York, from New York. And my mom's like, what's wrong with them? They're wearing all these crazy costumes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, it's an insane story about these kids who basically just go to clubs. They end up dealing drugs. And one of them ends up killing his entire, like everyone in his apartment. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's crazy. And then they come out with the movie. And that's why I picked picked up the book because I like the book movie relationship. I love the name though, Party Monster. Mm -hmm. And then recently, Recently, I read I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Um, and she is the person who dubbed the Golden State Killer the Golden State Killer because oh. she embarked on a mission to solve. He he was the original Night Stalker. He was the East Side Rapist. And she put all the pieces together uh, and wrote a book. But aside from that, 
if anyone is looking for someone to read and learn about several serial killers, yeah, you can't forget Anne Rule. Okay. So she-, she started with The Stranger Beside Me, and that's about Ted Bundy. Yeah. She was friends with <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Intriguing. She was friends with uh, But then after that book, she went on to write Green River Running Red, and that's about the Green River Killer in Seattle and the I-5 Killer. So she has many more books, and she she passed away a couple years ago. I loved her writing and, you know, she, she really goes into depth with all of her research. Okay. Well, everyone that should have you set probably for the next 18 months, I would feel like. (laughs) But if you're like Monica, maybe the next 45 days of true crime binging, I think there is a wide variety here, no matter how you like to get your entertainment and or information, whichever way you want to look at this. And also don't forget that this is our true crime series. So if you're really into true crime, Two Monicas in a Microphone is the perfect podcast for you. If you have other friends who are into true crime, share it with them because they are going to like all of these. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and write a review so that other people can find us and be entertained every single week. Notice how I mentioned every single week. Every single week. And if you have a podcast show idea, go ahead and DM us at Two Monica's Podcast right there on Instagram. Sounds good. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with some entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. For extended show notes, please head over to our website, twomonicaspodcast.com. That's with the number two. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at twomonicaspodcast and find us on Pinterest at twomonicaspodcast. If you'd like to connect with us directly, email us at twomonicaspodcast.com. Monica's podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. That was fun.